Hi, how you doing? I'm Lauren Mitchell and this is the final episode of my short podcast series, Going Gluten-Free. This podcast is to help you on your journey of going gluten-free, whether you're just kind of new in the door or you're looking for a little bit of extra tips or you're already an absolute expert. Whatever it is, you're more than welcome to have a wee listen and thanks very much for downloading and listening in. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking to Derek, who is a dad of two, a blogger and has been celiac since 2016. I, I was really struggling at work and I would get to like midday and I, I just felt as if my brain switched off completely. I was just so fatigued and just couldn't think straight. I can remember my manager at the time asking me, are you, are you all right, Derek? Is there, like, is there something wrong because my concentration was just so, was so off. I'm going to be talking to Derek all about his diagnosis and some beer chat in this episode, seeing as he's a big beer fan. Don't forget as well, I will be sharing with you my top recipe pick. And because it is the final episode of this short series, I thought... I'm going to end on a high with a tasty dessert. So what you're going to need is 150 grams of blanched hazelnuts, 8 green cardamom pods, 150 grams of gluten-free dark chocolate, 125 grams of butter, 6 eggs, which need to be separated, 125 grams of golden caster sugar, 1 teaspoon of cocoa powder, plus a little bit extra for dusting, and a little bit of creme fraiche as well. I'll explain what this is after my chat with Derek, who tells us all about how it began. I got diagnosed in 2016. It took quite a long time to get the diagnosis. Basically, I'll go back to the start. Like I all started, I lost my daughter in 2012. We lost her at five weeks old. Uh, so it was soon after that, it was about maybe six months after that, that I noticed that my health just it wasn't right. I didn't feel the same as what I had before. That would have took us to 2013, around summer. It was things like my calcium levels were really low, vitamin D, like my iron levels. So I, I was back and forth to the doctors over a probably about a two-year period, and they, they just couldn't figure out what it was that, that was causing it. So eventually, I didn't really have the stomach problems or see what the, the symptoms you would normally associate with celiac yeah. disease. So but I, I, it was never even a thought in my mind. I just thought it was like maybe after what had happened. So eventually... In 2016, in January, I'd started a new job, so it was a bit higher responsibility, and I, I I thought it was maybe stress, but I started getting some like IBS like symptoms. Just like I felt as if my stomach was in shreds. It was like a, a, a funny feeling. I just put it again. I put it down to stress, but eventually I, I got a doctor's appointment because it was like every day I was finding it wasn't just going away like it maybe had earlier in the month. And they, they did the blood test and it came back that I was celiac. So it was quite a big surprise. Like, I didn't think that all of this would kind of lead to, to having celiac disease. Were you shocked? What did you think at that point? I was quite, I was surprised. I just, I knew I'd not been feeling right, but I didn't think, because I didn't have the stomach problems, when I started researching it, the cases you'd read, they were, they had stomach problems or they, like, they were having a lot of problems going to the toilet and stuff like that. But I, I wouldn't say that I had anything serious at that point do you know i was actually the, the similar to you so i didn't really have the toilet issues that some have i just had the ache painful stomach but nothing else so i think everybody has different kind of symptoms it's it's so odd isn't it it's, it's weird it's, for me it was like because i was all the kind of nutritional deficiencies i, I was really struggling at work and i would get to like midday and i, I just felt as if my brain switched off completely Wow. It was, I was just so fatigued and 
just couldn't think straight. I can remember my manager at the time asking me, are you, are you all right, Derek? Is there, is there something wrong? Because my concentration was just so, was so off. There is just so many different symptoms, isn't there? So when you actually found out and you got the diagnosis, where did it all change from there for you? Basically, I got the, the positive result in the January 2016. So I had to wait until the August for the endoscope just to like finally confirm that it was celiac disease. So around September 2016, I set myself the date after I, I got the confirmation. So I said, I'm just going to go completely gluten-free. Like, I'll just change the diet completely. It probably it took a while, I think, to, to notice any difference in my health. It wasn't like an instant thing that I felt better already. It probably took about a year and a half. Wow, okay. Before I saw any great benefit. I did feel better. I could feel like the concentration and... I felt as if it was more of my brain had re-energised. That is fascinating. It was strange. It was just the the weird thing was like if I ever get glutened after I, like I didn't really have symptoms beforehand with my stomach, but now say if I accidentally eat gluten or if I've been glutened, uh, my stomach's more sensitive. Like I vomit now, say if I, if I get gluten, so it's it's quite serious now. Like yeah, it's, my body just instantly. It feels like it instantly rejects it. And then I'm fine like the next day. But if I don't vomit, I can feel it maybe for a day or two and I feel the brain fog coming back again. I can feel the concentration. It's just that it's like, it, it seems to go there first. Oh my but God. It, it clears up quicker, but it is more, I'm a lot more sensitive now to it. So I take it then, you've never really had a weak moment and just decided to try gluten again then, no? No, at first I kind of, I would have me contains at first when I was first diagnosed. I think that I still had that weekend element where that would be okay. But I did have a reaction one time, like after I did me contain food. So after that, I just completely avoided it. There is times I'm tempted, but I've never succumbed to it. <laughs> it's one of those things, isn't it? That sometimes you just think, oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. But then you think, oh, maybe not, because you know the pain that comes with it. So was it difficult to come to terms with then when you found out you had celiac disease? It was at first. See, alongside the, the celiac diagnosis, I also got diagnosed with it was two immunoglobin deficiencies. It was IgA and IgG. So it was basically the, my immune system. It was like the mucus cells that your immune system isn't performing the way it should be, basically. So that was all like a shock. And then I got diagnosed with osteopenia as well, with uh, bone thinning because my oh. calcium levels had, had been so low for so long. Oh. That, that must have been in the background. It's just yeah. been, it's been having its effect. So it was like a triple whammy at the time. Do you know what though, Derek? Uh, what a relief to get that, to get all those thing, things sorted out so you knew and you can sort it. Yeah, I was glad that I was my late 20s at that time. So I was glad that it didn't come 20 years down the line where I, I would get diagnosed. And there's time to kind of not fix it, but time to kind of to slow the bone thinning down and with the gluten-free diet to, to repair my stomach and, yeah. and so on. So it was all, it was a big shock. Well, you're now a blogger and you're doing so much online. I see all your, your posts and things like that. And the one thing that stood out for me, for you, is that you're all about the positivity. So you clearly took it, you changed it, and you made it into a positive, didn't you? Yeah, I, I think the what drove me to do that, when I first started researching celiac disease and the gluten-free diet, I was, I was joining Facebook groups and reading online. I felt like there was just a lot of negativity and yeah. it was like it was all dim and gloom. Like if you're on the gluten-free diet, your food won't taste the same again and the bread's horrible and the cereal's <laughs> horrible. So it was like I wanted to, to change that perception. I didn't want to face my diagnosis and 
have other people having that kind of negative view as soon as they get diagnosed with celiac disease. That was the kind of thinking behind the positive celiac, like is to not to kind of lie about foods or not kind of put across the way they are, but to put across the positive foods and it doesn't need to change your diet too much and you can still enjoy your food the way you would have before diagnosis. So were you quite overwhelmed having to move into the diet or did you find actually it wasn't even that bad? I think the thing I missed, it was like the, the unhealthy things I missed at first, like say like a beer, things like, I, I love Chinese takeaway, so it was like having, uh, I couldn't really eat that anymore. And that was probably the hardest thing, but, but everything else, I, I'm quite open-minded about food, so I, the bread took a wee while getting used to because it wasn't the same texture and so on, but after a while it was just natural. I don't have any problem now with it, I would say. I am exactly the same. I think at first it was the bread, 100% the bread. I can I can deal with the pasta, can deal with any of that, but it was the bread. I was like, oh, I'm never going to have a nice ham sandwich again. But actually now I'm so used to the bread and I prefer it because I know that it's going to go inside and not harm me in any way. At the end of the day, if it's going to benefit you. And you do find like you, you find the one that you like or you try different things and there's always something out there. Me again. I hope you're enjoying episode five of Going Gluten Free. I'm Laura Mitchell and I have been gluten free now for two years and I've always wanted to kind of share my story and perhaps just help somebody else who is just starting out on a gluten free diet. But I hope you're enjoying Derek's tips and don't forget, I'm going to be sharing my favourite dessert recipe right after the second half of my chat with Derek. With the blogging stuff then, how did you get into it? Go on, tell me. I think I just I started following people at Becky XL and the Gluten Free Blogger and I just I liked the way they, they had, a, had that kind of positive mindset as well I felt and they were quite honest and open about like their, their diet and their lifestyle just kind of spurred me on I, I started to enjoy like when I put a post on Instagram and seen people comment saying oh they would like to try that or they've enjoyed that it, it was like I enjoyed seeing people getting a benefit from it. I was going on Instagram and seeing all these great ideas and new products and it gave me inspiration as well and it didn't make the gluten-free diet seem so hard because you're going on there every day and seeing all these recipes and all these things that people have made and it just really spurred me on. I think there's a real community around it especially this week just doing the, the short series of podcasts like the amount of people that I've seen and spoken to it's just it's nice to talk to people who are in the same position, you know. In a way, you kind of you've made friends as well on there. Like you can relate to them; they're going through similar things to you with their health. And there's a great community feel there, and it goes on. It extends on to the other social networks like Twitter and Facebook as well. You go to like the Allergy and Free From shows and, and meet the other bloggers. It's it's good. It's it's good to kind of to be able to relate to each other. Oh, I've never been to one of those shows. What are they like? We had the one in Glasgow, that was in March the 7th. Just before the lockdown. Yeah, (laughs) that was like the last kind of big event we've had. But it's good just to meet the brands as well and chat to them about what they're doing. And I think they appreciate the feedback from you as well, where they go when they're going forward. We had a bloggers meet up as well, so it was good to meet a lot of the ones from the north of the border. When they have the big shows down south, it is a lot of the English bloggers, so it was good to kind of start to build a community up here as well. 
I love just how welcoming everyone is. They're just like, way, another one of us, in you come, you know. It's a really nice, nice little world. So everyone's just been dead friendly, you know. It's, it's been great. I've, I've really enjoyed being part of that community and it's kind of spurred me on as well. Like even with my career, I've started to work towards changing career. Really? And it all kind of comes down when I started Instagram, I get interested in like the marketing side of things. Yeah. So I'd always worked in retail management and then last year I kind of left that industry to get into marketing so I started studying. After the celiac diagnosis I feel like my brain got energised again. Wow. And it, it got me kind of kicked into gear and I, I wanted to learn again and I took that interest in Instagram and marketing and, and so on so I, I kind of decided that I wanted to that's amazing well we could have another podcast all on marketing because i'm also a big fan of marketing but we won't do that we'll just keep it to gluten-free at the minute talking to marketing and stuff i saw your website and one of the things on your website was talking about all the things that we need to change about gluten-free diets and one of them was there's just gluten-free brownies everywhere isn't there i think every restaurant and every coffee shop i think they, they think that gluten-free is just love brownies and even even if you go to the shelves like in the supermarkets all you see is like brownie mix uh, i've been slagging brownies off for a long time and then last week i was in morrison's and i decided to buy them <gasps> i was saying it's because the restaurants and coffee shops have been closed i think i finally like <laughs> actually want a brownie now. <laughs> you're missing it now because you can't get them oh that's funny what would you say starting the diet was the hardest thing about it i think just changing the mindset is i would imagine it was the same as like see if you were a smoker and you had to stop smoking it's like changing what you've been used to and what you've been programmed to eat for so long yeah it's, it's trying to go over that at first. I think the, the thought is probably worse. For me, like, I had that eight-month window between the blood test and the, the biopsy. So I, I was kind of preparing myself. But I think because I was thinking about it more, it was like, this is going to be so hard and I'm not going to be able to do this. And you just change your mindset and just need to accept that some of the foods won't taste the same. But at the same time, I think it like should be more experimental with food and try different foods. Oh, absolutely. It's probably one of the harder times as well when you're on the go, so you're trying to, like, a, a lot of supermarkets will stock gluten-free sandwiches, but the availability is very poor on them. So you, every time you go, they're maybe out of stock, or yeah. you ask things like maybe picking up a sausage roll, or say, like, something out of Greg's that you can just <sighs> eat on the go. I miss Greg's. Like, going into Greg's and just getting one of those sausage rolls, even though now looking back i never realized how bad they made me feel but it was just the convenience of just nipping in there a tasty little hot sausage roll now you have to just think ahead don't you because it's so difficult to get whatever you want i find myself wondering aimlessly at times as if i've not brought a lunch like if i've been working or at college it's like where, where do i go to eat here and end up just as you say like just making up a meal like <laughs> that we can find i know do you know what i eat quite a lot of actually just ham, slices of ham and salami and don't have the bread, just shove it in my mouth, just a packet of ham. For me, it's like, see, like the cakes and things like that because you're going on Instagram every day and maybe a blogger will be sharing the new find and you'll see that it's like cakes from Morrison's, for example, and then you're like you're rushing at Morrison's to buy these things. And... Oh, yes, not good. So with brands then, if you're going to start a brand new gluten-free diet, what kind of brands would you start with and what's your best advice there? I think probably starting off with the big brands, just trying trying different things and seeing what you like, probably be my best advice. And looking out with the free from aisle as well. A lot of people think as soon as they get diagnosed, they go 
right to be from Ireland, I need to buy everything there. But there's a handy app, Celiac UK have got a, it's an app on the go, it's called. So you can scan products out with the free from Isle and it'll tell you if it's suitable for you. It's really handy if you're in the early stages of diagnosis. But I would try like, try like the different breads, try the different pastas, just see what you like best and then just kind of take it from there. Here's the thing, right? Do you ever get really like kind of awkward and embarrassed when other people buy you gluten-free food? You just feel like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about me. I always enjoy that when it comes to like birthdays and Christmas. You always end up getting like a big like gluten-free hampers and things like that <laughs> of people because they, they know you're, you're eating that. Yeah. I mean, that is another positive as well. Like there's been quite a few weddings I've been to if it's been close family and like they, they arrange like for a meal for you. And you end up like you actually get a better meal than probably some of the other people. That is so true. Like there's times where I've been to weddings and someone's looked over and gone, what? What? How did you get that? But the dessert, that's what they always fall on. It's just like strawberries and cream. You're like, where's my sticky toffee pudding? You know, <laughs> you miss out. There was one, I had a Christmas night out two years ago and they served me like fruit salad. It looked as if it had been sitting in the fridge for about two days. <laughs> oh, it's sometimes a hit or a miss, isn't it? So what's your top tips then for going gluten-free? Top tips, just keep an open mind. Change your kind of way of thinking about food and just try try different things. I would say don't just go straight to the free from L. Looking around in the supermarket, download the, the Celiac UK app. It's one of the best tools for, especially in early diagnosis. Good shout there. Um, okay, my last question. I usually ask everybody, what's your favourite bread? But we figured that one out. But what I wanted to do is talk about beer. I saw that you're quite a big fan. So what is the best gluten-free beer? I'm a big fan of Belfield Brewery. They, really they good. get quite a few different beers in their range. It's, it's all gluten-free. They've, they've got a gluten-free brewery down in Edinburgh and within a, a tap room attached. Hello! Sorry, my son's in the Daddy and Granny and Granda gave you a present. <laughs> <laughs> He's been desperate to come in and see. Sorry, I'll That's that all right. That is lockdown life, isn't it? <laughs> So uh, Belfield Brewery, probably my favourite beer. All they sell is gluten-free beer, like gluten-free ciders and so on. I, I discovered them quite early in the after diagnosis, and I've always I think it's a good quality beer. And I met the team last year down there, and they were really passionate about uh, their product and, and making sure it's safe for celiacs and, and people that are drinking gluten-free. The, the only problem I wish it was in more kind of local places, like you'd normally need to go on Amazon and and buy or buy off their online store, but there is times you maybe miss like having just a four pack or like a single bottle or make it easier the pub and you can have it. Yeah. So if you go into the pub then what do you have? Usually probably cider or, or wine. Have the you... only problem with wine is we get drunker if I have too much of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a bad thing sometimes, you know. Actually here's a wee question for you, Derek. Do you have dinner with your family? Does does everybody eat gluten free or do you just have your own dish and they have something completely different? Usually, yeah, I've got more in like more in cupboard and on area and so on. Like, I've got more in toaster, I've got more in freezer, so I, I just keep all more in stuff. One last thing, where can we find you and watch what so, you're doing? Um, on Instagram as the Positive Celiac. I've also got the blog that's on the positiveceliac.com and Twitter at Positive Celiac. So basically, all the all the platforms. And some people spell celiac, C-E-L-I-A-C, but that's American spelling. I would always be C-O-E-L, 
I A C. Yeah, that's the UK version, I think. That's the English version, which is because I've seen it a couple of times and I think, oh, my, I'm spelling it wrong. I'm spelling it wrong. But it's all good. It was the same at first as well. It was like, now you put the hashtags on Instagram. Yeah. It's like, what one day yours? Yeah. Amazing. Right, I'll let you go, but enjoy the rest of your birthday. No problem. You too. Remember Thanks to eat a cake. For, for having me on. Oh, how good was that? And he even came to speak to me on his birthday as well. What a hero. Thank you very much to Derek. And thank you to all my guests in this mini series of Going Gluten Free. I've absolutely loved talking and hearing to lots of different people and find out some extra tips as well and I really do hope it has helped you now it's time for the recipe I have chosen and because it is the final episode of this series I thought I'd go out with a bit of a bang and do a dessert dish this time this is the chocolate cardamom hazelnut tort and you need eight green cardamom pods 150 grams of gluten-free dark chocolate 125 grams of butter six eggs which you need to separate 125 grams of caster sugar one teaspoon of cocoa powder plus a little bit of extra for dusting as well and you need some creme fraiche so it's good to serve what you need to do toast the hazelnuts in a dry pan until they're golden and then what you do just leave them to cool slightly and then blitz it into a fine consistency in a food processor if you have one remove the cardamom seeds from their pods and then grind them up as well you need to heat the oven to 160 degrees grease and line the base of a spring form cake tin Then use a microwave to melt the chocolate with the butter in 30 second bursts until glossy and smooth. Sounds good, doesn't it? Then leave it to cool slightly. Using an electric whisk in a very clean bowl, just whisk the egg whites until they reach stiff peaks. Do that thing where they hold it above their head. Then without cleaning the beaters, just whisk the yolks with the sugar in a separate bowl until they are pale. Combine the chocolate with the egg yolk mixture, then incorporate the cocoa powder, a pinch of salt and the cardamom seeds and hazelnuts. Add a spoonful of egg white to the batter, stirring it through to loosen the mix and then fold in the rest, taking care to keep in as much air as you possibly can and then gently pour it into the tin and bake it for 35 minutes. And once it's done, leave it to cool, then dust the cocoa powder and serve with some creme fraiche and that will taste absolutely delicious and there you have it this is the final episode of going gluten free if you've enjoyed it then make sure you leave just a little review and don't forget you can get in touch with me anytime on twitter at radio laws if you've got any questions at all if you want to chat then i'm all open or i'm on facebook or instagram just search for lauren mitchell and thank you again for listening and good luck on your journey of going gluten free